Hello and welcome to the Winning Guy podcast. I'm your host, Pete the Celebrant, and we have a great episode coming up. But first, changing your name after the big day can be a pretty big deal and sometimes a little bit overwhelming. Thankfully, I've partnered with Easy Name Change, who will guide you through or even do the whole thing for you. So follow the provided links and remember, enter the code PETSA5. Today we talk with Nathan Kassar, a full-time MC who is dedicated to the highest level of entertainment to ensure you and your guests have the time of your lives. So allow me to introduce to you the very talented Nathan Kassar. Well, hello and welcome everyone to the Winning Guide podcast. I'm your host, Pete the Celebrant, and today we have Nathan Kassar all the way from Sydney, who's a master of ceremonies. Nathan, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. It's great to be here. Now, I should have checked Nathan or Nathan. Is there a preference? I don't mind. I've been called a lot worse, so I'll take that. <laughs> you respond to either. You're happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, yeah, I don't mind at all. It's, uh, I, 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 I was, oh, you're getting my attention. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Cool. So, Nathan, tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of your journey in becoming an MC. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, you know, 30 years ago, I was born. No, um, I was, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite the journey, actually, in the sense that it's very unique to most entertainers out there, um, particularly in Australia, at least, because my yeah. genesis actually starts from the cruise industry. I began, right. uh, well, when I was 14, I saw the cruise directors on stage, you know, for my very first cruise on the Pacific Sun, they used to be Australia ship, doesn't exist anymore. And uh, I was just totally enthralled by the whole, like, someone on stage completely at the behest of the audience and the audience is just lapping up everything. And when you really got the, like an audience in the palm of your hand, like that's really just power, but in a really cool way to be able to give your energy back to them. And it just, the whole vibe, yeah. just everything, it just encapsulated me so much. Sure. And so I just had this dream of becoming a cruise director one day. And oh. I was a very shy, introverted child. And I carried on with public speaking training in high school and university. I was also a debater and I actually created the University of Wollongong's Debating Society. So I kept like this passion oh. for public presentation. But the entertainment side came a little bit later as I kept the, sort of that dream alive. I uh, joined Princess in 2015 as a junior assistant cruise director and made my way up the ranks uh, all the way to the corporate head office, uh, working as a fleet supervisor of entertainment experience, where I was then training the cruise directors and also uh, creating large-scale game shows. So the cruise industry is a big part of who I am, my my style. I found myself about three years into my career, I finally found yeah. my on-stage presence and a confidence to really know exactly what I offer to, to, to a crowd yeah. and how I I was able to really manipulate them with my voice and my talents. And uh, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, then uh, COVID hit. Uh, everyone knows what exactly happened to the cruise industry. And yeah. as much as the job was <laughs> yeah. still sitting there waiting for me, um, I, I decided that it was probably best that I take a step aside. And after my brother's wedding in April 2021, I, which strangely enough, I had to fight against my Jade, my, my uh, Jade, my, uh, my, sister-in-law now to actually be yeah. the MC. I was like, are you really, really think I've been here for the last seven years? Um, but she totally didn't regret it at all. We still talk about it today. We laugh about it now, but That's after good. that point, it was pretty much two weeks later, got the business name, my name. 
registered yep. my own name. It's weird. And uh, started the business, got the website, and uh, it was yep. a whirlwind um, from yeah. that point. So it's been two years now. It's crazy. Yeah, wow. So growing up in the uh, the cruise industry, I haven't, well, sorry, not growing, you didn't like grow up uh, on the boat as a child. However, mm. interesting that I haven't heard that uh, origin story or in terms of just that that development of that, like it makes perfect sense. Um yeah, because yeah. it's not something, it's not a career that people usually like think about in Australia. Don't get me wrong, no. like I met plenty of Australians on board, um, but compared to like the vast majority of the population, we're talking like, oh, geez, we're probably like 1% yeah. of if you were to do a pie chart of all of us, maybe two at a very big stretch. I doubt that though, just because it's not, even though we're surrounded by water, even though there are a lot of seafarers in Australia, yep. uh, the cruise industry just seems like, it's just not, look, first off, it's not really profitable. Like I, I started on, on a wage of 1250 US. They've increased it a little bit since then, but not much, uh, which is technically yeah. below the poverty line if you really look at every metric. For so, sure. you know, obviously I don't want to go into all that kind of conversation, but <laughs> like just on, 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 I did it because I had the love of doing what the job was yeah. and the travel and the meeting the people and developing a new skill in my life. And yep. it paid off obviously in spades because it's brought me to who I am today, but it does yep. make mean that I'm a very different and dynamic performer compared to most others, just because of the training and the environment that you're immersed in. You're performing every day on stage. Mm -hmm. You are completely on easily 13, 15 hours a day in front of people. Yeah. And you just have a constant responsibility to be improvisationally perfect. And that is yeah. not something that usually a lot of people come from. So I'm mm. blessed to have had that sort of pedigree. And now I'm able to deliver that in my weddings as well. Cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So you finished up, or I guess you, you, you hung your hat up, your sailor's hat up, your MC hat up from <laughs> yeah. post COVID um, and now getting into all sorts of, I imagine, corporate emceeing, wedding emceeing, everything MC4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as much as I, I do the whole spectrum and I do a lot of corporate throughout the year, um, weddings obviously are a great bread and butter in terms of, I guess, you know, making myself full time. I'm thankfully yeah. one of the one of the few full time MCs in Australia here. But but also weddings are just a real special place for me. I mean, you know. I mean, obviously you wouldn't be doing what you do if uh, you didn't love weddings. It'd be a bit weird. Yeah. You're putting people together and uh, making sure they're spending the rest of their, their lives. You know, you're obviously a massive part of the of the the whole spectrum for them. Yeah. But for me, like it's about, it's the, so you, I rely on people like yourself, celebrants to bring this amazing energy to uh, to to the uh, to the ceremony and to obviously make sure all the legals are done correctly that their love stories are being put out there that everything a part of that thirty to forty five minutes because that's usually how most most long most of them go for uh, you know by that point you know they've got through that really nerve wracking part of their life. And so after that, you know, I sort of shake your hand if we were working together and I'd be like, all right, cheers, mate. You know, great job. Love your effort. Everything's uh, perfect. The audience are really primed and happy. And the bride and groom, obviously, or the bride and bride, groom, groom are all very, very uh, pleased with themselves. Now they're finally uh, together forever. And then after that, it's sort of my turn to take over and make sure that the party aspect of it all is really, really done well. And the biggest yeah. thing is I tell people is that, the most important thing is, yes, you getting, you signing that dotted line, you saying I do, the the legal part's been said, all the nice flowery romantic stuff is is done as well. And all of that should be obviously taken care of. Once you pass those nerves, 
it's time to, you know, pick up a drink and have a good time. And that is where I come in to make sure that people actually talk about your wedding for the rest of your life. I always tell people that, you know, six months to 12 months down the line, right? No one is going to necessarily, rarely, and maybe your mum or dad or whatever, but like your extended family or new friends you meet or something aren't going to go, oh, wow, like I really need to see your wedding photos. Like no one says that. Um, It's just not a thing. So what I do is I facilitate the one thing that you can't get unless you have someone like me, which is the intangible memories. Mm. The, the the reason for people to talk about your wedding, the reason for people to uh, compare your wedding to others that they may have been to who perhaps didn't have me or have a similar character on stage who was able to carry the night, make sure it ran well, smoothly, stress-free, and of course, fun and entertaining and really take on all the energy and continue to ride it up like a roller coaster. And then just that dip at the end where everything comes, you know, sort of that, all the loop-de-doop bit, that yeah. you know, the whole journey just needs yeah. to be perfect. And uh, that's that's what I do, so. That's awesome. And look, I think as well in terms of, you're, I don't know how many people actually ask for wedding photos and that, but definitely the, you know, it sounds like what you do is you, as you said, you facilitate this atmosphere. You, you, you're bringing this energy and you're, uh, creating these memories and these moments. And I think those memories and those moments really come from, it is what is said in that, but it's more the feeling they walk away with. And I think that is what a a great public speaker will do. They'll facilitate an incredible atmosphere that everyone feels it's enjoyable, it's engaging, it's interesting, um, as opposed to the opposite where it's awkward and it's <laughs> it's restrictive and it's formal. It's like, it's just like, it's just, you know, it's no one's enjoying that, but people are going to remember exactly how it feels. And the reason you want a professional, I think, is you want someone there to make sure that what they bring are those great memories. What they bring is that just incredible atmosphere that people are going to walk away with and go, oh, I remember when they said, you know, maybe you won't remember when they said this, but it was just like your wedding was just awesome. Mm. It just felt, I felt so happy, felt so good. Clearly alcohol is going to be an influence in that. However, <laughs> the person with the mind. I've had a couple of dry weddings and they're, they're sure. just as fun when you put the, fun. the effort in. So, yeah. But it's the, the impact, I think, of a professional speaker that, uh, really lays the groundwork and, and, you know, as you said, helps build the momentum of that night uh, into something that is going to be memorable for all the right reasons. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions that comes about when, in terms of MC, because, you know, it's funny, we're one of the oldest professions in the sense of, you know, public speaking, being on stage, performing, yeah. Uh, yeah. live entertainment, like the, the it, go back to the beginning of the, the creation of the microphone and even before that, I guess, before microphones and stages and stuff like oldest profession, one of the oldest professions. But yet for some reason, uh, still today, I have many of my wedding planner friends and other network friends in the industry tell me that when they have pitched me or just generally like an MC to their couples and say, hey, look, if you got a professional MC coming, the amount of time still that I get told that, yeah, sorry, the couple said that they just really don't see the need to pay somebody to speak on a microphone for two minutes. And and it's an unfortunate thing that really drags sort of my niche down compared sure. to other traditional niches. Like no one's obviously saying, oh, I don't need someone to get up there and say nice things at my ceremony and like, you know, sign the documents and make sure things are signed legally. Like, I don't need that. Like, of course, people, you know, uh, the, the celebrants are a massive part of the whole thing. Yeah legal and otherwise. 
and in most of the time people aren't saying oh, i just i don't need someone holding a you know a dslr camera and pushing the auto button or something like no one no one says that at least not mm. for the most part whereas yeah. for some reason there's this idea that oh it's just somebody just getting up there and talking and sure like there are different definitely different grades of individuals who are, have an ability to speak on a microphone and entertain and not but the 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 vast difference that we as a as a as a category as a niche that as a vendor sort of group that you can invite to your wedding really makes a difference because we do actually really enjoy getting to know you we're spending yeah. you know anywhere from you know six seven eight hours sometimes uh at your wedding getting to know your guests in a pinch we don't know any of them but yet we have to immediately immerse ourselves into your group mm. we have to obviously create those lasting connections throughout the night and to get that energy going we have to build tangible emotional sort of anchors to each yourselves and to your guests within a snap and that's doesn't take you know that's not just simply making an announcement on the stage that is that is truly immersing ourselves into the environment that we are currently at and it's a unique environment it's not the same yes. as the last wedding even if i've got a double or triple weekend the audiences are different the cultures yeah. are different yeah. the the makeup is different the guest sizes are different the run sheets are different everything is completely unique and so that is our massive challenge to be able to do that even more than perhaps i would dare say and all, all love to them but even more than i would say like a dj has in terms of finding the right music and tunes because they can get their sort of genres of music go get the vibe okay great these things work there's a lot of things that we do that you can't just necessarily cookie cutter to each and every single experience so that's a lot where I come in, but I often will get you know, countless, you know, times either in, in black and white, I'm writing online or, you know, just in person, people saying, oh, I felt like you've known us for years. Or I thought, felt like you knew the couple forever. The biggest question I always get at a wedding is, oh, how long have you known the couple for? And I go, uh, like, I don't know, when did I, when did they reach out to me for a quote? They go, well, hang on, what do you mean a quote? And I said, well, they pay me to be here. And they're like, really? That's a job? And I still yeah. get that comment yeah. constantly. And it's fine. I don't, I don't get upset about it. I use it as comedic material and it's great. And we've, you know, create a little connection out of it. Uh, but I probably answer that question 10 times on average per wedding. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating that it's still like that because the difference we bring in terms of keeping things smooth, having complete control of the overall flow of the evening, reaching out to all of their vendors. And trust me, your vendors will love you if you hire a professional. I can they guarantee will. that. They will. They, <laughs> yep. It is, it is, it is undeniable. You talk to, go, if, if you're not sure about it right now and you think he may be cousin Joe or something like that, or your best mate or whatever else is, is going to do a good job. I promise you, just do yourself a favor and go talk to one of your, you know, your photo, your video, your DJ, your celebrant, talk to the florist, who cares, venue manager and say, should I get a professional? They will all say yes. Now, the, the only caveat that you may think is, oh, but then they just don't really know us. Well, go have a meeting with us. Like sit down, just like with you, the celebrant, you've trusted your celebrant to get to know you. Why is it any different that someone like myself who's actually going to be there longer on the night so I can have more time to establish connections, uh, wouldn't also be able to do that same thing as well. So there's a lot, I, I, I try my best to sort of smash these myths because 
we really do bring a level of depth to a very expensive part of your life uh, that you want people to be able to talk about for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an investment you should give a little bit more thought to instead of, ah, it's just some dude saying, and here comes the bride and groom. Like that's it's just so limiting on the potential that we have to make your guests thank you, genuinely thank you for bringing you to a, an event in their lives as well as yours that they truly, truly remembered. 100%. And I think that everything, like everything ties in, you know, at a wedding reception. Like you like you said, you've got all your different vendors there. You've got photographer and your videographer there. You've got your DJ or your musician, your band there. You've got the event manager planner there. You've got your catering, whether it's in-house catering, whether you've got a van there. You've got uh, your florist who's there as well. Everyone's coming and they're bringing their unique uh, set of skills and, and gifts to make sure that your reception is going to be incredible. Um, but you're right. There is a mentality that oh, I don't need. I don't think we need to pay for someone to get on the mic. Or I sort of see it as you kind of you've got you've brought everyone there. You you've paid. You've done the flowers. You've got the food. You've got everything there. And then you're going to get someone up on a mic just to go. Oh, hi, hi, everyone. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh literally got, like um, that. where is it oh, i've lost my hang on oh there it is uh all right so we're gonna um entrees are coming out soon are they are they still coming out they're, yep they're coming yeah <laughs> and people are sitting there they're dying they're just like what? yeah now that is clearly not the case with everyone i'm exaggerating the point I no 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 that, but, but no but you're not you're not wrong that is i've i mean i've like i've managed myself as well like i, I do it regularly throughout the year to you know fill in gaps and so forth and like yeah I've had to also step in, not as a very last resort, of course, not like, oh, I'm a professional himself, take over. Like <laughs> when I can clearly <laughs> see that like they, they've they got too drunk because they're not being paid. There's no responsibility sure. for your yep. brother or your best mate or anything to to do anything except do the brave thing, which is to get up there. And, and of course, I'm not denying that it's brave, but also the speech makers on the night are brave too. Yep. So it's it's you know and unfortunately when i have to then take over like that of course you know they're grateful and it all works out and they're nice they're happy that the venue's got somebody there who can just you know fill in and get the rest of the night moving along but i can tell you it's the catering the head caterer or the, the head chef in the background going oh, or it's like you know the venue manager going okay i know your car's coming we've got to go we've got to go and they've yeah. got like you know the the in, you know if that meter keeps ticking that's time that's money uh you've got i've had so many stories of where couples have come to me who have booked me who've said just went to a wedding we only got 30 minutes of dance time yeah. And that was purely because the, the the night dragged on so much that the formalities didn't end. And people feel guilty when they leave before formalities. So yeah. you're basically keeping your guests there. It, the ones that really want to leave. I mean, the people will stay and they'll stay. And if you yeah. create a compelling enough sort of night, sure. most people stay. But the like sort of you maybe your older crowd, your parents, your grandparents, people like, you know, want to go. They, they're tired. They've had a good night, but they need to leave. They feel guilty because... Say, for instance, your wedding finishes, say, 11.30, and you're not finishing all your formalities until, say, 10.45. The, uh, people are just like, they get into the, your first dance, and they're like, they cook. I mean, we love you, but we don't, well, it's been a long night, you know. And you don't really want all of your best moments to feel like that. And it's the mm. reason why, like, equivalent amount of money spent for a small business, medium business, corporate event or a charity event, usually spending somewhat 
of around the same amount of money, maybe a little bit more, but that's the reason why they all get professional MCs because, or at least someone who can tie it all in because they want their event to be a success. So an equivalent event of an equivalent amount of money or similar should also like a wedding should also incorporate somebody who can do all that for you just so that people aren't going oh, it, it happened and now we're off to maccas because <laughs> it yeah. was it was a thing so yep. yeah particularly if the food comes out cold and stuff like that and there's all that like pressures placed on my shoulders don't go to the gym but i got strong shoulders because a lot of pressure and stress gets put on there <laughs> and I don't mind it. I love it. I thrive in it. And I know that many of my cohort do as well, because we, this is what we're built for. This is what we have signed up for. So go ahead, put it all on us. We will tackle everything in our stride and make sure that, you know, we will also deflect all the problems you don't need to hear about. Things will come to us rather than they're coming to your brother or to your friend. And then your brother and friend goes, oh, hey, by the way, did you know that this is wrong? And you're like, oh my God, I'm so stressed now. You don't need all that. You just have yeah. a buffer, which is us. Yep. And that's it. And that's what great professionals will carry that burden for you. So you don't need to worry about that stuff. And they'll come to you with, hey, here's something that we need to decide between this or this rather than we've got a problem. What do you think we should mm-hmm. do? Um, but yeah, you know what? You're going there as, a, as an MC. You're making sure the night is fantastic. Other vendors are always going to say <laughs> that you should get a professional MC. And it's nice when I do go from celebrant to MC, the venue go, oh, good. They've got a professional. Good. Uh, rather than Uncle Barry. And that's not saying, look, sometimes Uncle Barry can be great. Sometimes you've got mm-hmm. those maids who are, one, hilarious, but they can, that also translates into being a great MC hilarious as well because just because someone's funny doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be a good MC. No. Um, no. So there are those who are going to have the perfect person for it. But I think that you're, it's a great investment as just as you're investing in good food, um, mm. the place looking great, decorated, have someone who's going to be confident on the mic. And for myself, I think it's not even just the, it is the upfront stuff. It's 100% the upfront stuff. But there's also all the stuff going on behind the background, the managing mm. and letting everyone, all the other vendors know about the timing. Like, hey, just letting you know, I'm going to announce speeches in about 10 minutes if you need to go get set up. Like that's the mm. it's the fear of every videographer and photographer is that <laughs> they hear, all. they have they're just starting to eat dinner and all of a sudden mm. well we're doing speeches now you know the dad's <laughs> coming up and it's like where was our warning and that's why yeah. they will up professional MCs because an MC is going to have everything sorted um, yeah so yeah now, yeah and that's the thing you know and I, 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 that kind of goes into into you know, actually mentioning speeches and so forth. Um, it's a big thing that I actually really focus on when it comes to uh, prepping my speech makers at a wedding. I recently had eight speeches at a wedding. That's the most wow. I've had in, in a long time. And I wow. probably don't recommend usually doing any more than one say, five or six. Like no, I did years. it in two blocks. So I always will yeah. break that up if I have to. I prefer to do in one block if I can. Sure. My max is five. If I get to six, then I split them up into perhaps like parents to start and then sort of towards the bridal party uh, at the end. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't usually recommend that much, but look, a lot of people, they're all really beautiful speeches. So it was all worth it. But it is important that um, each of those single people are prepped, that you know, I go to each of them before they do their speech. I say it's coming up and usually they're stressing about it. So I have to give them a little pep talk as well after mm-hmm. you know sort of come <laughs> talk them off the uh the, the the cliff so to speak i then say okay um 
it's now time. Oh, okay. this is how you talk. This is how you're talking to the microphone. Uh, not too far away, not too close, just right. Uh, you need to not move from this particular spot. So I want you to be here because it's the best light. The videographer and the photographer said this is great for you. Uh, you know, I usually will remove the lectin, which is I know it doesn't often happen, but it's been a pet hate of mine since my cruise yeah. days because yeah, it's too corporate. Yep. So I get rid of that. Um, it's, people go, well, how do you hold the things? I go, well, it's okay. I'll show you. Look, here's your paper. Here's your phone or here's your microphone. I promise you, I know you may not have done it before, but I'm just going to, you know, I'm your cheerleader. You can do this. And, uh, and after that, I say, we're on in five minutes. I then tell the videographer, photographer, they're all ready to go. If we're doing the cake cutting straight after, the venue knows to fill up the champagne flutes. If they're doing a champagne toast, accompanied with that. So everyone in that orbit is then the DJ is obviously ready to turn the music down and to have the other music ready for the cake cutting and all that. So there's all of that. And if there's other auxiliary events that happens after, like if it goes straight into Father Daughter or First Dance, or maybe there's a game that I'm operating, whatever it is, all of that just seamlessly flows. And that's the intangibles that you don't get. Even if you do have somebody that's perhaps really funny and engaging and knows you and can tell a few funny stories and so forth. That's all wonderful. And I'm sure it has worked for many people, but there are a lot of other things you can't leverage them in that moment. They're not going to know how to teach people how to, to do proper, you know, speech etiquette. They're not going to be able to yeah. pep them up in that way. They're not going to be able to provide run sheets for you. You can't leverage these people to do things that you're not paying them to do. And certainly that you, there's no, they're a guest. So if they do end up, you know, having a sneaky little two extra shots. They go from being the really funny, sharp person that's usually great in the boardroom all of a sudden to, oh, you know, not quite on the ball anymore and still funny, mm -hmm. but definitely missing the mark a little bit. Sure. Whereas we shoulder all of that, just like you shoulder a lot of your responsibilities as a, as a seller brand MC when you're doing that. Photographers, videographers got to make sure that they're showing up with charged cameras and uh, batteries, batteries charger, I should say, and like SD cards empty and all this. Florists, make sure that their flowers aren't dead. I don't know. <laughs> like the point is, is that they, they we all have responsibilities that are part of what comes back to us as business operators, as yeah. as talented professionals. And that is what you'll be able that, That's the biggest power of a wedding. When you leverage all of that, uh, you know, with each of each everybody's sort of silo and what we're great at doing, that's when you just have the most amazing weddings that are just so fun, so compelling. And the best part is you've got to remember you're putting on an event for yourself, obviously. It's a big, it's a big party for you too. But you're also inviting 80, 100, 200, 300, had a 500 person wedding before. You're inviting all these people into your space. They all need to be wine, dined, and entertained. And if you can't do that, or if you haven't got enough things in place in order to accomplish that, you know, you really need to sort of sit down and go, okay, how actually are we entertaining people? What is mm. the guest experience of what we're doing? Because it's nice to know that your food's going to be good. It's nice to know that, you know, all the things that are about you are going to be taken care of. But how are you also taking care of your guests as well? Because that's going to reflect later on when people are calling you, texting you, saying, oh, wow, like I just went to this other wedding and it was nowhere near as good as yours. I promise you that is the best feeling you'll ever feel in your entire life when you know that you put on a wedding that was not only great, a celebration of love of you two, but also people remember it and want to just ramp on about it forever. That is just, yeah. you can't deny that feeling. Yeah. Nathan, we are coming to the end of our time. Oh, and no. I feel like you have, you've shared some great, some little, little little tips as well, little bits kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. That's, you know, 
good thing to do here when it comes to speeches. And, you know, clearly I think we've, we've put a pretty decent case forward to why, if not just getting one, you should definitely think and have that discussion of is, is getting a professional MC something that is worth investing in. Um, I like to finish on your top tip for a couple of things mm. that you've seen. You could just sort of like, if I could tell couples this, um, that I know will make their day even better. It doesn't have to be MC related. It can be anything related. Mm. What would it be? Oh, great question. Let I would say the, the best tip I have is something I just mentioned before, which is mm. to leverage every professional that you have brought into your space. Mm. So if you have a question, go ask, 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 because there are many different parts of our jobs that we can provide extra expertise about. So for instance, if you're stressing about a run sheet, go to three people, your celebrant, your MC, if you have one, hopefully, and your photographer and videographer teams. <laughs> Those are the three yeah. people that are going to help you create that. And I see that question come up on Facebook groups like you wouldn't believe. So already that's going to create the least amount of stress for you by getting that run sheet taken care of by professionals. Oh, of course, your venue manager as well, but they provide sort of the skeleton and then we build it from there. So, so leverage those people that you have. If you're not sure about color schemes or whether a certain color of napkin or something is going to go, ask your stylist and your florist. You know, even if you don't have a stylist, ask your florist. They know colors. Uh, I don't know. Hell, ask your celebrant or your MC. Maybe we know too. Uh, music choices. If you don't know, Leverage your DJ out of it. Have the Zoom call, have the meeting, chat about it. Yeah. Not everything has to be on your shoulders. It's amazing the amount of times I've helped couples and I'm happy to do this all the time. I'm sort of having just a, a conversation with them about something else and I've just heard something that's a bit of a pain point for them in their journey, planning mm. the wedding. And I go, hang on, hang on, you repeat that. And then they tell me and I go, oh, ask your celebrant about that. Or, you know, like for instance, I've had... Um, Recently, you know, the photographers are like, oh, yeah, the photographers really want to get a group shot of us at the end. And I said, great, ask your celebrant to, if they've got their microphone, they have to bring yeah. it, ask them to make the announcement before they head off to the next gig or they go home. And they go, we can do that. And they go, uh, yeah, you totally can. So, you know, you put it back to us to make sure yes. that we take care of those things. And of course, leverage the people around you too. You know, delegate. Don't put everything on your shoulders. Uh, obviously, if there are things you have to take care of, you have to take care of. You can't delegate, you know, signing the the, the papers, before, yeah. you know, the legals and stuff. You can't delegate that. But certainly if there are ways and people in your life that are willing to help, let them help because people aren't doing it just to make the glory for themselves. They really do want your day to be perfect. And you'd be surprised how beautiful it feels when on the day itself, you realize how much people have done for you. And they're just like beaming with excitement and joy, knowing that it's all come together beautifully because they've also been a part of that puzzle. Indescribable. So leverage, leverage, leverage. Awesome. Great advice. Haven't had that one. I like that. I really like that. Cool. Well, I do like to be unique, so uh, it's my yeah. thing. So. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> cool. Nathan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I feel like there's many more things in, in the rabbit holes we can go down in talking. We've kind of just talked generally about an MC. There's so many different things we could talk about. You would help on the night as an MC in terms of speeches and all of that. But thank you so much for everything you've, you've brought, everything you've shared. Um, everyone, I'm going to make sure you have everything accessible in terms of Nathan's website, his Instagram, all of that. 
get in contact with him. Just have a chat. Just give him a call yeah, and say, hey, let's let's talk about, you know, what it would look like if you came and did our MC and stuff and have a talk with him. Um, Nathan, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Everyone, I hope you've got some great advice there. I know you have. Um, definitely talk to your partner about an MC if you haven't already. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.